podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. The best, the number one, greatest innovation the game has brought in, 4020. Because this is a professional organisation. <laughs> this is professional. This is, uh, when I upload this on Facebook, as is, they look fantastic. Professionals are paid, aren't they? Well, there is that as well. 15 people were waiting for us to start. We started late. Why did we start late? Because um, it's the new season and it's traditional for the <laughs> TV broadcast to start late. Yeah. It's seven and a half minutes past. Which yeah, is a so bit earlier than yeah, what you think about yeah. it. We are powered by caffeine, though, because some of us were stupid enough to stay up till half past well, three in the morning I mean, watching the Super Bowl. But only just so I could get some Schadenfreude in case uh, San Francisco didn't win. For all those people who stood outside or stood in, sat inside in Leeds at three thirty in the morning, we have to wait for Ubers and uh, be cold because their team had lost. I bet these people didn't even know there were San Francisco Forty ers fans before, whenever they bought Leeds United. But there you go. It was good. So it was good. Wasn't it? it was great. The coverage was great. I mean, for people who don't follow the sport religiously, don't understand some of the nuances, I thought the coverage was fantastic. One thing that came over that, again, I think IMG are trying to help with rugby league is influencers. You, you did not see a shot round the crowd of somebody who wasn't incredibly famous. Um, and it makes a huge difference that you just think well, this is a much bigger event than I thought it was because Gordon Ramsay's in the audience or whoever <laughs> it might well he was but whoever it might have been um, and, and of course you know it ended in dramatic fashion which we clearly won't spoil it for those that have recorded it so influences that's like the name you know all those Challenge Cup finals when Wigan got to the Wembley and they used to put the camera on Colin Welland. That was the name I was trying to think of. A bloke with grey curly hair. In fact, you look a little bit like him, but your hair's darker. Hey, I, tell you, I wish I was. Uh, if, if I had as much success as he's had, he won an Oscar and everything, and he narrated the video on the centenary of the Rugby Football League and everything. Well, Princess Anne was at, uh, at Murrayfield. She's you know, always I mean, there. I mean, she's she's hardly an influencer, but you know. But it, it was, yeah. you, you felt it was a bigger event than just yeah. a domestic football <laughs> Well, the only thing I've read about it, in fact, I didn't, well, I, the only thing, I think the, the, the Chiefs won, didn't they? Yes, yeah, the, the only last second, second oh, okay. in the very last play yeah. of the game. The only thing I, I did read about overtime. it was, uh, was Taylor Swift kissing her, her boyfriend. Yeah. Well, she was necking pints on the big oh, I thought she was necking her boyfriend. boyfriend yeah. Probably, yeah, yeah. But, no, I, I just think it... it we were saying before that uh, the next event in that stadium is the NRL go to yeah. Dallas. I mean, it looks a great stadium, ma- massive facilities. The potential for that, which I'm sure we'll talk about a little bit nearer the time, is absolutely un- unbelievable. Did you say NRL goes to Dallas? Mm-hmm. That was in Vegas. Vegas. No, uh, did I say Dallas? It's d- that sounds like a, a, a movie. Oh yeah, that's right. I was thinking. I told you it was up till three thirty. <laughs> yeah. We don't, NRL, know, we don't want to know what you were watching. NRL does what, Dallas. What movie? <laughs> yeah. what movie? Um, Some of them can't even get into the country yet. Don't let, they might not be getting out. But what I would recommend is seeing Russell Crowe's explainer of the NRL to an American audience because it's equally applicable to all of us. If you want a five-minute, what what is it about this sport? I've asked watch it because I don't understand it. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, give, give it to every referee. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely brilliant. No idea. And it's football, but not as you know it, is a great strap line. Yeah. How did, from, I mean, I should probably ask Professor Tony. Yeah. Instead of asking like you two, I should ask Professor Tony Collins because he'll know the answer. How did rugby league become rugby league and American football become rugby, American football and rugby union still be crap? 
That's a big question. You can say that on this podcast, it doesn't matter. But um, we, we we have to be careful when we say, and you know, Steve used to say all the time, the greatest game in the world, Eddie, uh, all the time, is that we build a passport without denigrating others and saying, well, that, that sport you like, that's crap, that kind of thing. We've got to say, you know, come and watch ours, it's good. But no pads, no timeouts. Yeah, all no, of that's no, in this no, video. But uh, No half an hour half-time show no but it's the action footage that they, they put to this Russell Crowe thing really does well the illegal and, tackles and well it's acrobatic wingers going in in the corner and but explainers even about you know the aspect of kicking is it's really well explained it's cl it's clearly a handling sport but it's involves some strategic and tactical kicking and I mean, obviously, I, I enjoy doing this podcast and stuff, but I, I can't help but think, if I'd have been born in America, I could be one of those fat blokes that stands at the front and still gets a big ring, despite the fact all they do is just stand there and push the other bloke <laughs> at the other side. That's all they do. I don't understand what offensive linemen are, but uh, I barely can be offensive, but there you go. Uh, welcome to the podcast. We've only done a few minutes, and already we haven't introduced ourselves. Welcome to 4020 Live. Uh, as the Super League season starts this Thursday with the Hull Derby. Did you ever have a Hull Derby? I did. Yes, um, I'm trying to remember the last one that I did. Have. Oh, I did a few actually. Yeah, um, not not I'm trying to think if any of them were particularly memorable. Not not really, which is generally a good thing from a referee's point of view. <laughs> um, yeah, they were always a good atmosphere. I did I did them. I think both at the the whatever it's called these, these days, days. The, 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 at both stadiums. Let's say. Um, I actually think that. It probably generates a slightly better atmosphere at, at Hull KR. Um, that More e, compact. That, that East Stand is yeah. is pretty noisy, I must admit. But um, but yeah, no, I, I think it's a good game to start with. It we usually used to see in um, almost like a repeat of the grand final, aren't we? Yeah. Uh, for the last few years, but I think it's a good game to to start with. I mean, it's one of those games that we'll probably see five times or six times or <laughs> however many times this season. <laughs> I don't know if they meet at Magic. I don't think they do this year, do they? Um, I've no interest in magic, so I don't no. know what's going on. There. So I, I think it'd be, I think, I think it'd be a decent game. I think the main thing is that there's going to be twenty thousand people there, so it's going to look and sound absolutely yeah. fantastic. Should do. But it's interesting that in the lead up to the um, start of the action, we, you know, one of us around the table was sat on a bus for ages getting back from Manchester. One of us was locked out of a twenty-four hour car park. One of us went to the House of Commons. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, talking about, I mean, referees and. Sadly, match officials remembered for their errors, aren't they? Did you have a word with the speaker and say, you've got to stop calling Keir Starmer the Prime Minister at Prime Minister's Questions because he isn't. He's not yet. <laughs> it's a matter of time. A matter of time. <laughs> was it good? It was excellent, yes. For those who don't know, I attended the um, LGBT History Month drinks reception held by uh, the Speaker of the House of Commons at the Houses of Parliament in the Speaker's House. It was, it was great. I was asked to attend on behalf of the RFL uh, along with Andrea Murray who works for the RFL, and her wife, and uh, two players from Wigan Warriors uh, to, from, the, from the women's team came along. Uh, and it was a great evening. Um, it mixed so sure what did they serve? Well, it was champagne, and it wasn't car carver or you know, sparkling wine. It was, was champagne. I mean, we have paid for it, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah Canapé? Yeah, yeah red, red and white wine canapés. Um, and it was a mixture of politicians, as you'd expect, uh, people from the world of entertainment, uh, sport, and uh, military. So it was a good representation. It was it was actually good to be at an event which was 
largely, I wouldn't say entirely, but largely uh, LGBT people, which you know kind of speaks for itself. That was the nature of the the, the the occasion. But it was, you know, when you had conversations with people, you had immediately something in common. Any other sports present? Um, there were a couple of girls from the England rugby union team, I believe. Uh, not that I knew who they were. Um, <laughs> there was a football referee who I knew. Uh, Ryan Atkin and they might have been others but I didn't notice I mean I did get my picture with Jojo from Strictly Come Dancing so gone early there with my you know my foot in the door for well, again, Strictly well, yeah, we're talking influencers uh, we're all talking yeah. ticking boxes you tick plenty of boxes for that Jim <laughs> so you, you're fair enough get on there no it was a great event I was chatting to Graham Liver as well he used to be on Radio Leeds breakfast yes, show on Radio Liverpool yeah, yeah he's on Radio Lancashire, Lancashire. yeah breakfast yeah. show on Radio Lancashire so that was really good speaking to him and uh, Councillor Jonathan Pryor, Deputy Leader of Leeds City Council. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and and the speaker, Lindsay Hoyle, and I'm, and I'm sure people have probably heard him speak before on, on the Five Live podcast. He He's such an enthusiast of the sport, mm-hmm. genuinely an enthusiast. Um, and uh, it sounds like he's keen to follow Warrington this year. I don't think he's quite got his season ticket, but I'm sure there'll be a, a plenty of games. Just be behind Luke Litter in the yeah. queue. <laughs> yeah. He got a nine darter today. Who? Lindsay Hoyle. And uh, one of, um, I think it was uh, one of, I can't remember his name now, John, I think he was called, a guy who works for uh, Lindsay uh, in his constituency. He's a big Wigan fan, he's a season ticket holder, he's got his tickets for Penrith. So there was a good Lancashire representation at the event, so it was it was really good. You, you were in Manchester? Longer than Longer. I planned to <laughs> So you got you were the one that got locked in the car park. And no, we didn't get locked in the car park. We got locked out the car no, park. Can't, yeah, of course you couldn't get in it. And I was, I was, I'd, I'd missed all this because I, I'm not important enough to be. Despite being uh, Rugby League's premier TV reviewer, by dint of being the only one, I, I didn't get invited <laughs> to the dinner with Sky, so that was all. I was going to say, by home. the way, I thought yeah. this was a, a like a daytime event, so it must have gone. Well, on. it was. So we got to Manchester at what, what time did the thing start? About. Quarter, uh, half nine, half nine. So we got to in so This is fo- good going to get locked into a twenty-four yeah. car in the, park in the former Granada studio. So if you know that area of Manchester, you know where it is. So there's no car parks around. You have to, you know. Well, there are car parks, but they're full. And it's quite funny because you see rugby famous rugby league players having to pay for their own parking. You think, well, maybe they should be looked after. Not not us. Don't look after us. Where we're relevant, but the players who you're asking to go in and you know, maybe give them a car parking spot somewhere. But that's by the by. That's okay. In this day and age, it's a sustainability strategy and all that. Surely we should be going on the train. Especially as Northern Rail sponsored the... Uh, yeah, was it just Northern? Yeah. No, isn't it? It's Northern. But it was snowing that day, so the <laughs> likelihood of getting a train was virtually nil. Yeah. But so, anyway. So it starts at... Well, arrive at 9.30, get a big croissant. And a big croissant. Size of your face. That was nice. A giant croissant. Um, and then you go sit down, because you're told, go sit down. And then Brian Carney does his thing, because he's Brian Carney. He knows who I am, so I'm, I'm, I'm always going to be saying... He was very good. I always say good things about Brian Carney, because he knows who I am. Excellent. Um, this is the podcast. Yeah. He was very good. He said, oh, come on. He did. So the next time you see Brian Carney uh, somewhere, just say, when are you coming on the podcast, Brian? Um, did his thing, got all the people on stage. Or not all the people, some people on tables in the front. So. It was a bit Jules Holland, wasn't it? I'm interviewing yeah. some at the table and some, just at, the piano, some, some at the piano. Thankfully, no piano. Um, no knock on Brian, I'm sure he's a great musician. Um, so they, they do all the thing where we sit down for an hour and listen to everyone talk, and then we go off and speak to people. And then that finishes, we get some free beer and a Betfred 
bag of tat, which uh, hopefully you've watched the video. Someone already saying, well, where's the criticism of the video? Let me let me go back to this. I'm going to come, uh, Tim. I've, I've seen your questions. So I'll come back to it. This is a long run up, by the way, to a story it's that a ends up with a, a car that like, lost a car. It, it doesn't have an end. <laughs> and on the basis that you were driving, one would imagine it wasn't debauched. Do you know, as match official on Super League, we got next to nothing, one shirt, and had to borrow or buy the other colours from other officials. Journos are spoiled. We've got a bag with a pen in it. We've got a bag with a pen. And I hope oh, people... And, it must and be a, a big a, pen, because it's a big bag. I hope, people, t- I hope people took the video in the spirit it was, it was in. It was not very pen. much tongue-in-cheek. No. And, uh, <laughs> not an advert for Betfred when I went to the competition. You can have the badge if you want. <laughs> yeah. Do you want a lanyard? <clears throat> oh, I've got loads of those. <laughs> So, so anyway, that finished. We've got some free beer as well. So, thanks to the sponsors for that. The uh, new sponsors, the new sponsors, ABK, who did some stuff where the players were pulling pints, which I'm sure you'll see on social media at some point. Was he wearing leopard time? print like Bet Lynch? Oh, they should have done something. Yeah, there the were no there, ducks on the Especially wall, yeah. was it was Incarnation Street. Yeah. No we, ducks we, on we the wall. Show Granada Studios. So what was the beer like? Did it, does I it don't taste like beer? You're not good yeah. for the sponsors, are you? I'm <laughs> sure it's very nice. I think the year, before, as much as year before they got like vodka and stuff, didn't they? But we didn't get a goodie bag, so I want to try it. No Glenn's whiskey? No, more of a whiskey, more of a spirits drinker when I do, but no. So anyway, we sat around for a bit to kill time. I went off and got a coach back. Four pounds fifty for a um, yes, yeah, the millionaire short. I bet when Bet Lynch worked there, it didn't, she didn't have to pay four pound fifty for a one pound fifty for a filter coffee. Seven thousand pounds if you wanted a mocha chocchiato. <laughs> um, and you went off to a swanky dinner reception thing with the stars of Sky Sports, like Dave Woods and Mark Wilson have heard of him. So how did you how did the you work swing that in the work canopy? I've got I've got to say by the way, well done to the Brian Bevan podcast who described Marcus. They didn't know his name, but described Marcus having a thick Leeds accent. I thought he'd be really annoyed <laughs> at that. It's from Bradford, Bradford lad, Bradford. No, no, no. So I felt what happened with the Sky dinner because I wasn't there before you got stuck in Manchester. Um, it, it was a very nice schmooze from there Sky. Thanks for that. <laughs> it was a free bar but for, but then, both, for those who weren't planning on staying over it was orange juice you got, you got stuck in Manchester well in well, our defence we haven't even told the best part of the story because that's even no. before that we can't tell that well we can but <laughs> people will be turning off in droves um, safe to say that the day started with not being able to get into a car the day ended, the day ended with not being able to get into a car oh, okay. but um you were there when we paid the gentleman at the booth our fee for a 24-hour yes. parking. I think this is the racket I'm going to get into next is car parking. When the media career ends, car parking. That's the future. Not much fun when it's all locked up when you get back and it's pouring with rain and 10 past 11 at night and you're desperately trying to find a hotel and there's no oh, room. Dear. But, you know, we're spoiled. Yeah. So whose floor did you kick down on? No, we found... <laughs> At the fourth time of asking, we found a Premier Inn that had... It's like Mary and Joseph, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> which, one's for the night? <laughs> which one's you? Which one's the baby Jesus? Is Ross the baby Jesus? Or no, I reckon I was the smallest one. So. Yeah. Have you got a manger? Um, so I listened to that podcast with the three of you, so that was before all this, hadn't it? This was trying oh, to fill right, some time. Okay. Right. Um, <laughs> so we walk up to reception, dripping wet, because we'd walk through Manchester in that pouring rain for half an hour trying to find a room for the night it's not like Manchester to rain do you have any rooms yes we have a hundred brilliant could we have three singles please could you go and log in on the phone over there yeah (laughs) my socks were still wet the following day oh dear but the magazine's done 
I've got a magazine. So that's most the, done, that's and it will be out thing. later this week. With all the predictions that people will be able to oh. say, you got that completely wrong. I've got to make some predictions. I've not done mine yet for the uh, the tipping, the media tipping competition. I'm trying to fold my newspaper over away from the uh, microphone. Uh, let's, let's start with Tim's comment then, since this is the other one who's got involved. Quick question, he says. Fully on board with the Rob Burr Award, but do we need to do something to have a legacy for Lance Todd, Harry Sunderland, or Sunderland as he's put, uh, rather than they just disappear? One would, one would assume that the, the legacy of the Harry Sunderland Award is that they're not just going to rename it. It's not going to be the winner since 1965 are not going to be renamed as the Rob Burr Award. In the history books will be 40 odd years of Harry Sunderland's name and then it'll be... His mind. Well, I think it was nearly 60 years, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, was it 65? So, yeah, his name will still be remembered, but the um, it's like, you know, Players Number 6 trophy changed its name, didn't it? It went from John Players Number 6 to John Players, Regal Trophy, it's, it's still the same cup, but each year it's, it's presented, it's presented in the name that it was, so he will still exist. Mm. I think it's difficult to have this discussion on this programme because we've been banging on about this for ages that they should rename. I've heard people say, well, if he wasn't ill, they wouldn't have renamed after him. Well, tell me something I don't already know. Of course they wouldn't have done it at this point in time. Yeah. Although the argument is whether it should be or should have been named before now when it was the change from the, the championship to the premiership to the grand final. Well, there was a perfect opportunity to name something in 1998 after somebody else. Maybe call it the Morris Lindsay Trophy. That would really have gone down well. I, I, something. I just think we are on the verge of a, you know, we say it. A, a new era. This is only the um, 25th new era. Welcome to our new era. <laughs> Welcome to the last game of the Hashtag, hashtag. <laughs> no, all right, not a new era. We're in a different feel. Reimagined, uh, I think, is the word, isn't it? Well, Reimagined we're now, era. We're now starting <laughs> to feel what reimagined actually might mean. Um, it, it was a little bit different at the launch. It felt, you know, as though you were talking to people who were saying, yeah, we're on the verge of something that's different because every game's being shown and grading's been brought in and digital has, has, has gone up a level and now broadcast agreements have all been announced and it's great that the one that didn't get the same level of publicity is Catalan's mm. home and away games everyone will be streamed on free to air in France mm. via L'Equipe and, and, in, and, in, and in Spain and in Spain apparently you can watch it in Mallorca which is good because you've got a yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not, not on at the minute I'm, on in, I'm doing daytimes this week so it's okay <laughs> but now all of that means it, it feels a little bit different there were, there, there were a lot of people in the journalist seats at the launch who we'd never seen before who a lot of whom were young people which is great some of them clearly were club media representatives some of them were students some of them will be attached to the kind of digital projects that we haven't normally been at the forefront of as a sport which is great yeah, absolutely great um, so yes it the visibility is never going to have been higher of the sport and it's the commercial stuff you can do on the back of that like getting a Bavarian beer it's not you know Heineken it's not Tetley it's it's it, it's not Red Bull it's a Bavarian brewery that's been in existence for 700 years that clearly has had no other links with a sport like rugby league before and is saying things like well clearly our, our objectives are yeah now what you, what you mean is every game's going to be on telly, you're going to be <laughs> seen on the BBC, you're going to be seen on Sky, you know, you're going to be seen on the BBC website, which has 20 million unique hits. Carsten's yeah. watching in Germany, or in Switzerland, on his Super League Plus. Everywhere you go, it. you're suddenly going to get a profile that relatively is going to be quite cheap to, if you wanted to do it in the Premiership. So, um, it, it does feel different. I'm sorry, just on the Rob Burrow 
trophy. I mean, if you're going to criticise that, it's like, what hope does rugby league have? You know, <laughs> what hope does humanity have? Yeah. We've probably spoken about Come it on. for years. Is it's such an obvious thing to have done? Yeah, and for that, obvious that, reasons, and not, no, no one's hiding away from that reason. It's, it, it's fine to do that. But he's got probably one of the finest tries exactly. in, in the grand final history. It's not as if he's history. been named after someone who's no. got no connection and he, to the grand final. And he won the the previous award twice. Yeah, once by so, uh, unanimous, unanimous vote, vote which so, is, hadn't I mean, at that point ever happened before. Yeah. But I, I do think as well that if you want to pick a a player that epitomises the summer era and everything that the sport stands for irrespective of the qualities he's shown post the sport, which again epitomise everything the sport mm. stands for, there isn't a, a follower of any team that would object to him being the, the face and the choice of the sport. Mm-hmm. So, yes, we know why it's being done now, but had you done it in 2017 when he retired, it would have been just as mm. valid. Go listen to what Jack Wellsby had to say, and Paul Rowley and Matt Pete. They, you know, they were, not as if anyone's going to come out and say no it's a rubbish decision but they they all spoke eloquently I, I, we got Trevor Hunt to say it on camera because he, he said a great piece at the launch event which wasn't broadcast anywhere and I think it was important that those words were said so it's a player's award for a player and and that's the other thing about Harry Sunderland he was an administrator and a journalist and of his time he probably was uh, the kind of person that you should have named an award after but we've now moved into the era where we're trying to promote the players so it has to be named after a play. Makes Agreed. perfect sense. Just picking up on a point there you mentioned about it wasn't broadcast. Did it not go on this Super League Plus? They don't tend to broadcast no, these things. I think the they? content they're going to have on there are, at the moment there's old grand finals on there. I yeah. think it's going to be vintage action. I just wonder what that, something like that it doesn't cost anything to produce, does it? You've got, you well, know, it didn't cost you anything to produce. <laughs> they are strange things, these media events. And I've said it before is that we go to them, they, we get sat down and treated to a show in effect of here's Brian Carney doing some jokes speaking to some people but we're, we're going to ask these people some similar questions in a bit anyway so it's all a bit mm. it's a bit weirdly pointless what I didn't understand was we had five I think really big announcements the day before starting <laughs> with the Rob Borough one at like half seven in the morning yeah. so Jamie Jones Buchanan could be on breakfast telly brilliant but we didn't have any announcements at the launch in fact Brian Carney said Oh, there was a plethora of announcements yesterday and you're going surely one of them could have been the news headline for today um, I know it's not easy to do and the BBC will dictate when they want their press release to come out um, you know Huddersfield's signing of Tom Burgess and Harry Newman re-signing for Leeds that was clearly in conjunction with Sky's uh, mid-afternoon programme the day before it, it just seemed that we're here we've got everybody gathered we need just one thing but we have Five of them mm. yesterday, so. But all in all, it was all right. They, well, they, they see the launch. Everyone seen ev- the the weird mm. thing was the positivity. I think I asked Jodie Cunningham saying, it, "It feels weird, doesn't it? Because you know we've all been to these things millions of times. It, there's too much positivity around at the minute. It's waiting for it to all uh, to all fall apart. But it was good. I think no, I, I hope good. I hope people um, listen to the Jodie Cunningham thing because, I mean. I don't like deleting comments on YouTube but I have deleted one uh, was it the, the Mr Barton <laughs> there's free speech and then there's you know because no no you can't say that she's not ticking a box well even if she's ticking a box or whatever it doesn't matter she's actually good at her job yeah so it's irrelevant uh, there's plenty of people male female whatever whatever gender whatever sexuality whatever colour who are good on TV and likewise people who aren't 
it's no relevance. But I think she's good. She's right. good. And if I, if I thought she was rubbish, I wouldn't say so. But if you want to find out who I think is rubbish, I'm telling you, read my column next month. Oh, really? I'm, well, I'm not going to. I can't write it, can I? I can't well, you can, but I might take well, it out. That's it. Depends. If, if we put the BBC on on Saturday and it's exactly the same as the coverage has been on the BBC for the last 20 years, then you go, well, we're missing an opportunity here, but we'll see what happens. What do you all think? Says Gary the Viking. Gary the Viking, what, what's going on at Witness? What's going on there? Good result this weekend, because yeah. I thought Doncaster might prove to be. Uh, you know, I think they had early on, didn't they? Doncaster. Yeah, I thought at this point with the alleged turmoil going on at Widmans <laughs> if the chief executive's comments are anything to go by so, I thought that's a good week for Doncaster to be playing them but mm. Widmans seemed really convincing winners oh, but Gary's not asking about that he's saying what do you think about getting the, rid of the league leader's shield and replacing it with the old championship trophy well they've kind of reimagined the <laughs> league leader's shield it's now more of a shield than an actual well, it does look better plate. Yeah. We need to I use just it. think it needs to be named after you know you need to get Phil says, we could have done something similar to the Province Summons Trophy and had Kevin Robert etched in bronze. Well, I just think you in, you invest more in a trophy. It's like, again, I don't want to keep going back to last night. Um, but I thought two things. One, you've got a trophy that's named after the greatest ever coach. So, you know, they made a big deal about it's the Vince Lombardi trophy. And if you don't know who Vince Lombardi is, you then Google and see who's the greatest coach has ever been in American football revolutionised it but it is revered I was going to say I don't remember if Vince Lombardi connected to Rugby League I was just about to Google <laughs> that I missed this announcement about the coach of the he year used to wear Bradford Northern cap. <laughs> wore a Bradford Northern cap he's like, he's like the Peter Fox he, he, he was stood on the sideline with Wayne Bennett <laughs> taught him everything he knew um, but again you know by naming it after somebody yeah. it, it elevates it and, and the other thing talking about pundits and who's good and who's bad I watched that either not caring who won or not particularly knowing the nuances of the sport I got drawn in because it's an event and the panel that were on ITV were absolutely outstanding in their knowledge and enthusiasm that you know what, why the hell would I stay up till half three in the morning when you got to be up at six to go to work because I couldn't turn it off and it wasn't just the action was so exciting at the end it was those that you know don't underestimate the enthusiasm of a Jodie Cunningham for drawing people in because yes you know they were big personalities um, Jason Bell is huge and um the other fella I know what you mean but I can't think of his name you know at some point during that coverage Jason Bell genuinely burst into tears and, and when things like that happen you, you want to keep watching and feel part of it and understand why and um, I think we're getting together a group of media pundits now who are not going to burst into tears necessarily but they're going to add an extra layer of understanding um, and that's, that can only be a good thing Ashton Golding he's always uh, he was great he's always um, he's fit Good news for us field fans. He's fit, rare, enthusiastic. Playing hooker. Is he? Well, I think he's backup hooker. I don't look at squad numbers. That that is the big misstep. The Super League letters on the backs of shirts are terrible, and the black numbers on the red that Lee have dreadful, absolutely dreadful. Who signed off on that? Got to have, got to have some negativity on this program. <laughs> well, there it is. Did anything else happen last week at the launch or since we need to talk? I mean, the BBC deal is obviously great and um, farewell Super League show. 
I don't know what BBC in the North are going to put on at 11 o'clock on a Sunday night now, but you know, another, another repair shop. I, think. I mean, they could. But the great thing about that is we've lost the Super League show because there's no point now waiting two days for highlights. They're going to be straight on the BBC website yeah. after games and 20 million unique views watched the BBC website. So mm. they haven't formally announced there isn't going to be a Super League show. There's just no need for it in the format that it currently is. You'd assume at half-time on Saturday as well, here's the tries from Thursday and Friday. I think the only issue we've got is we still haven't sorted out match timings. Well, this thing on Saturday is ludicrous. Well, (laughs) we were talking about that um, just before you arrived. I mean, I get get Friday nights and clubs don't want to give up Friday nights and all that, but this is absurd this week on, on Saturday. This weekend, the two best games in terms of intrigue are Castleford against Wigan because we don't know what Castleford are going to be like under Craig Lingard with a younger but less experienced squad but we want to know how we're going to go in in their lead up to the World Club Challenge which is you know a massive first event for the sport at the start of the season and they're the defending champions yeah. so you know they go into a hostile environment great I want to watch that but the biggest story of round one is Sam Burgess and his Warrington going to Catalan, where he's playing against the coach that gave him the start in the game anyway, in Steve McNamara, the Catalan without Sam Tompkins for the first time in a number of years. Those two games are the best games of the weekend for narrative, mm. and they're on the same, exactly the same time. I just I don't understand the logic of it. You'd think that you know I get BBC come relatively late to the party, five thirty on. Saturday is their slot. They they want Castleford and Wigan. Would it have been? Well, what's the other game out of the question? Sky? It's not a main event broadcaster, is it? No, it's one of the online. So, so it's, on, it's on the telly, but it's just going. Yeah. Here, would it, here we would are it have been impossible to go to Catalan and say, could you kick off at eight o'clock your time, seven o'clock our time? Bearing in mind that Warrington are going there on Wednesday and not coming back till. It's probably Sunday. just all happened too late, hasn't it? You know, imagine imagine telling your people and, and that they're coming to your first game. Oh, by the way, the kickoff time has changed. I mean, it wouldn't go down too well, would it? But I don't know. In Catalan, it wouldn't. Matter. You can you'd like to think anyway. You'd like to think going forward. Lunch. You'd like to think going forward. That that shouldn't happen too many times. I, I get the Friday nights. Yes. You know, I get that with clubs, but 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 to have the same time on a Saturday is, is ridiculous. Particularly when it's such good games. You know, yeah. well, I think Leeds Salford game is an interesting game, isn't it? Because. Uh, without getting into the games too much because I, um, I can't remember the fixtures <laughs> <laughs> that's the only reason I uh, no, the, the lead software game because you've got players there that are, are playing against their old club yeah. haven't you and that's why they've picked that game. yeah and, so, and again you know the story is how Salford have been decimated but yet poor Al can get the best out of mm. what he's got it, it should be a really really interesting game but I, I just think the two on the Saturday uh, if you were going to write you know a story it yeah. would be those two games I think I'm going to have to invent my own kind of red zone on Friday because I'm going to sit at home and I've got these three games. I mean, I'm not particularly interested in Lee versus Huddersfield. But, but I'm going to have to work out how to watch all three laptop, and get the best coming. Yeah, TV, I have. Yeah, I'm going to put, I could put it on my phone, on my tablet or something, couldn't mm. I? But, I mean, they've picked the best one to have on... Well, have they picked the best one to put on the telly? Yeah, because Leeds will be packed, yes. Yeah, the Leeds, yeah. the Leeds software game is an intriguing game, I think. Have Lee not announced some bands turning up yet? Carol Decker's busy this week or something. I don't know. But, um, so it's all exciting. It's all here. And uh, welcome back to Super League. This week in the Challenge Cup, uh, no one had any attendances. 
One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven of the games in the paper have no attendance given. Which, seeing as Siddle Wakefield was all ticket, must be an attendance somewhere, but not published. This lack of transparency is a disgrace. Coming on the back of mentioning the Super Bowl again, I did like the tweet from the sportsman today saying the Super League Grand Final had a bigger attendance than the uh, than the Super Bowl. Might have made a bit less money, but 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 Fred can't be Fred can't sponsor the Super Bowl, so it's not as good. Eight thousand dollars for a cheap seat. Fred, he he loves the Super Bowl. But you know, Mark Pearson of Betfred at these events, he always comes out and says, "Love the um, I don't don't know what I'm doing his voice." Loves the um, access to players. They they want always blah 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 blah. After the Super Bowl, you see journalists, Will Gavin of Talk Sport, for instance, going in the Super Bowl, in the dressing room, winning team, there with the rings and old paraphernalia, whatever, can speak to whoever they want. Well, there are 77 players to choose. They are. <laughs> That's true. And there's many coaches. We, after the grand final, we have to stand in a dingy tunnel at Old Trafford trying to wait for people. So, yeah. Access. But this is all the transparency. Why are we not giving, why are we not giving out attendance figures in 20... 24. Steve Mascot not able to see a team sheet. <laughs> He's off to Vegas. He is. Via Amsterdam and uh, Hawaii or something like that. I think that's why I'm getting to St. Helens in a few weeks. You'd think it'd be easy to get somewhere in the north of England, but well, where's HS3 just going from Wakefield to St. Helens? <laughs> Did anything happen in the Challenge Cup that was surprising? Barrow and Alden. That was brilliant. Oh, I'll tell you what, some wonderful swearing on the BBC coverage. <laughs> and I know this is completely hypocritical because obviously the, the RFL's announced their respect campaign and we all, you know, blah, blah, blah. But when Matt Newsom and John Key were stifling giggles at uh, some fella in the crowds, uh, with, in a four-word phrase, three of them were swear words. <laughs> the only one that wasn't was useless. I think it was aimed at one of the players. It wasn't the match officials, but it was, it was that kind of funny swearing rather than you know vicious well I guess it was vicious but it's probably not Tom so it was fair enough but that's that's the kind of comedy swearing here but yeah Oldham they they, they they are the big fish in the League One pond and, and they, they just about got out of that time it was just that. a great game it, uh, you know you don't like to use the word throwback but there was enough mud on the pitch to make it feel like a, a good old fashioned um, winter cup tie um, a, a, a a giant killing because uh, you know a team from a lower division has beaten one from a higher one. Oldham squad would hold them. I mean, would hold its own at the top end of the championship. Yeah, I'm going to say they're, they're at least a mid-table championship side, aren't they? They're, they're almost. But they're almost doing it Toronto, what Toronto did, yeah, aren't they? And it wasn't settled until very yeah. late on with an interception try. And I just thoroughly enjoyed it. It was one to sit back and just really enjoy. It, it, it was a little bit old-fashioned in the way it looked, but it was wonderfully entertaining. I, uh, well, Cornwall lost at, at home to York Acorn. Now, is that a surprise? Well, you see, it's the thing. And, and it's a surprise that York Acorn found enough players to get on a bus to Cornwall. That's a hell of a commitment. <coughs> when, when the draw it's a weekend made, away, isn't it? When the draw was made, would you have been surprised that a community club who's probably in the middle of their season, I'm assuming, are playing on a team who haven't played yet? I don't know if they've had any friendlies. I don't know if they can have no. any friendlies. Yeah. No, they haven't. Exactly. It, you, you'd certainly seen it as if you were York an opportunity to to, to get a result which they did although there was Plus a statement that followed, yeah, there was a statement by Cornwall which was a bit perplexing about comments made 
supposedly by York fans. In so. defence of Halifax here, uh, Ian says, Halifax gave out the attendance at the game, so I do not know why it isn't in the league express unless they join the left after the 70 minutes. So, apologies to Halifax. You you are uh, you are transparent. Well, I watched the Jews with York game. I've not really watched any pre-season games or games so far, so I watched that. You know, it was a decent enough game um, to the last minute yeah, yeah do you, usually we would probably dominate in the first half York were poor really I think they'd rested some players but um, I mean don't get me wrong the, the, the pitch was heavy given the weather we've had this last week so that will have played its part and I know it's a small pitch at Dewsbury but um, it was probably more York in the second half and it, they probably just shaded it but there wasn't much between the two sides in fairness um, but I, I, I must admit I was saying to you before I was a little bit confused around what the policies and interpretations are on foul play uh, and the rook um, because I was left a little bit confused I thought that any penalty any head on neck contact was should have been penalised and it, and it didn't appear to be um, and the rook at times was a little bit of a a little bit of a roll the dice I thought I mean having said that the players um, the players compliance on playing the ball with the foot was very very good there was a couple of uh, turnovers given but I, I thought perhaps harshly because they appeared to make it an attempt to play the ball but but yeah a lot of the players were, were, were touching the ball with the foot so you know it, from that point of view there wasn't a load of whistle so I'm hopeful that people and a bit of flow yeah yeah I'm hopeful that people you know shouldn't be moaning too much about about you know <laughs> referees blowing the pee out the whistle you know but it might all change come uh, come this time next week yeah me pain have to give me another mention on the uh, the podcast. So you've got an amateur team through to the next round. Hammersmith Hills Hoists, yep. which is a tongue twister, if ever there was one. Well, what are they, fellas? Is it some kind of sock? In, industrial um, something. washing lines or something like that. Clothes horses. You know, you, Very much a throwback to the days yeah. of uh, British oil and cake mills playing yeah. in the Challenge Cup. I'd say I think you've got Hunslet as well, haven't you? Hunslet. Well, and, and this brings about the point. Someone needs to have a word with Hunslet because you can't have two teams in the in a, a tiny thing in South Leeds, both with the same name, because they have the same name, Hunslet and Hunslet. Hunslet just, just sticking the name. Yeah. So yeah, Hunslet go out, but yet they play Wakefield in the next yeah. round. So the uninitiated. Can you, can you add something else to your name? So that was a merger between Hunslet Warriors and Parkside, wasn't yeah. it? So why don't they just come up with a new moniker? Yeah. Hunslet Warrior Parkside Parkside Warriors or something yes or Parkside Warriors Hawks isn't being used anymore so you can Parkside use Parkside Warriors yeah I mean, get the costume. where do they play do they still play where the Morrisons pitches uh, I think they play on what was Parkside's pitch okay all the big issues yeah yeah the getting them tackled is. it's confusing I'm going to go to that game anyway. It's on a Sunday afternoon. And Newcastle so. only conceded 88. Well, I mean, this is the big game this week, isn't it? Because Wakefield Trinity, in their 107 billion year history, have never scored 100 points in a match. 90 is the most against Highfield, which I was at. It was 88 against Chorley when Jamie really scored all the goals. So they've never scored 100 points in a match. If they don't score 100 this week, Daryl Powell, Matt Ellis, they should all resign. <laughs> Close down the club. And hang on a minute, this is being played at Featherstone. Yeah, because uh, Newcastle's ground's busy. So the next nearest ground to Newcastle is Featherstone. Featherstone yeah. Which is in the same postcode district as Wakefield. Yeah. I think they wanted to play on a neutral ground. Yeah, I think they want the money to crowd. <laughs> let's have <laughs> let's it right. They want a crowd. And I get that. I get no, that. It's so fine. I get it. And, and I get that. Yeah. 
I, I'm not looking at how many Newcastle win or lose by the moment. I'm just grateful no, we have got a Newcastle. Absolutely right. And yeah. they have to build from yeah. the base of nothing. Yeah. So, um, and, I, and I'm not sure that Newcastle ha harbour ambitions at this stage to either win the Challenge Cup or the 1895 mm. Cup. So get get your players uh, integrated as best you can for when the League One season kicks off in the beginning of March. And then you've also got Walsh Browns, so they made it through as well. So. There's still three amateurs. And good news for Martin Kellner, listener of this podcast. While his <laughs> tissues are out, dabbing his eyes with West Ham's debacle against debacle, uh, yeah. uh, Arsenal, he can look at the Swinton score and his heart will soar. 50 points, Swinton. You don't see that many amateurs, do you? And that was Tara Jones that refereed that game. So I think that was, she became the first female, I need to get this right, first female referee to referee a first team. Men's. Men's. Semi-professional. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that sounds like one of those. It will probably Tara when it's two first teams yeah. playing each other, but it, you know it's it's another but first it's for her. You know, which is good to see. Yeah. I don't. It, it's the Challenge Cup. It's at this stage of the competition. I, I think the Challenge Cup and the 1895 group stages have been slightly rejuvenated this year. I think the the group stages have worked on the 1895 because most of them are derby games mm -hmm. um, and I think that's been a great way to start the season to give particularly League One clubs who are always at home um, these extra fixtures that they need so even this week where you know we already know that I think you know Bradford are going through and Keithley aren't there's, there's going to be a celebration at Keithley this yeah, weekend yeah I'm at that game this with, weekend um, you know Keithley playing their local neighbours and uh, and people will go and they'll, they'll, they'll want to see that yeah but they got a really good crowd last year didn't they for that fixture yeah they got four, Keithley, four so it'll be interesting to see what crowd they get this this time I think they're doing some celebration around uh, trans trans rights I think um, so that should be good should, should be a good event and I also think that the Challenge Cup now is just about right I know that there are certain people that say oh the, the Super League team should come should be in all in round one everyone now I think this works that you know you, you, you get to the point where the, the four teams that have got through the earlier rounds are playing the Super League clubs um, but but the games have been uh, you know the fact that Fato Heath and Siddle have been at home to well known mm -hmm. um, you know championship sides and, and, and you know but for a relegation last year you know Wakefield are near enough to a Super League side um, they've been great occasions and what you've still got was it three I can't my masters not that good was it three amateur teams now, now through to, yeah. to and one's four. guaranteed to be in the next round aren't yeah. they because they play each other I can't remember who it is now but I'll uh... yeah. well then two at North Wales Crusaders robbed of the uh, team of the week accolade in the paper for going to the luck at Bradford always a big fan big mistake going to the luck big fan of that uh, it is York Acorn versus Wath Brown Hornets the winner of that will be guaranteed to be in the uh, fifth round is that when the Super League clubs come in mm -hmm. It's not just a bottom four now, is it? It's all no. We're getting to four clubs left after the fourth round, and then the twelve Super League clubs coming in. So that's the excitement of the uh, the Challenge Cup ties next weekend. Not next week. We they're, they're alternating, aren't they, between yeah. eighteen ninety five and Challenge Cup, which but, again I think has given yeah. those clubs in the lower divisions a, a really good start to the season. Did any other news happen last week apart from? You know, Tom Burgess signing. And I think the Tom I, Burgess I, I, one is, is, a, is at this stage is a good signing for Super League, but doesn't mean anything because he's got a whole season to play with South Sydney, and you know we Huddersfield have got to concentrate on what they do in twenty twenty four, not what they do in twenty five. It's started yet. And we're talking about next and year. you know giving a three year contract to a thirty two year old is, is an interesting use of your marquee money. 
But I think Harry Newman re-signing mm. is great for the competition because him and Jack Wellsby committing to Super League in the short term is a real boost. You know, mm. we're talking about personalities and entertainers and you know, you know, Harry and Harry and Jack are absolutely beloved by the teams they play for. Not so much by opposition teams, which is what you want, <laughs> isn't it? You know, their personalities, yeah, uh, but their talent, you know, backs up their their ability and and their ability to annoy people. But I think the um, the fact that they're prepared to recommit is is a, is a great gesture on the eve of the competition. What story did the BBC go with then this weekend for Cass One, uh, Cass Wigan? What's the uh, what's the angle we've got on that game? Well, we we do need to see how we're going to going to shape up for the World Club. They're, they need to hit the ground running to have a chance of beating, you know, the Kansas City chief equivalent <laughs> of, of the NRL. Um, I also think Castleford are intriguing this year. Because they've gone from having three coaches last year and no stability whatsoever, and a lot of comments by all of the people that were involved in them this year about how it was very cliquey last year to unity being the key yeah. uh, and nothing to lose. So I think you, you, there, there are loads of storylines on that. They've reimagined Castleford. Yeah, and we want, we want to see how Wigan's new recruits are going to fit into what was already a pretty well-oiled machine. Um, You'd expect it's going to take a while for Castleford to get going, just because they've had so many changes, haven't they? Yeah. You know, uh, in terms of that playing squad. So, but you want to see that the unity being talked about off the field is evident on it. Yeah. Um, I don't know if Danny Richardson's ready yet to play, but I think it'd be really interesting to see if if he's taking Cass around the park because of the last eighteen months he's had of being being out injured. Mm. It would be it would be great if he was. Big hello to all our viewers in Papua New Guinea who uh, watched the video Dixon put on Facebook. 12,000 views. Wow. Slightly more than everything else. Well, you could play the PNG angle for Cass, couldn't you? Because they've got, yeah. is it four? Three or four, yeah. Papua yeah. New Guineans. Yeah. Um, which, again, is going to give them a mm. different feel and flavour. And um, I, I also think, you know, Craig Lingard, we're, we're, we're a fan anyway, but I just think he's slowly but surely making a big difference at Cass and it'd be interesting to see how that translates into the first game of the season is, 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 is there too much rugby on telly now we're going to be committing next week so there's too much rugby just, oh, I can't believe it it's, it's a disgrace well the challenge will be can you watch all six of course you can I can't no, I mean, I'm not going to but yeah but you'll have fast forward on <laughs> well the thing is if, if you you don't have to watch you can watch other things yeah. you, can't, you don't just have to watch rugby league now. you can watch the darts or football or Feasibly, I'd probably watch, probably watch three. Thursday, mm -hmm. Friday, Saturday. and Saturday. Yeah. One on the Saturday. And then you yeah. can watch the highlights of the other games on the BBC website. You, yes. With its 20 million viewers. You could be one of the 20 million viewers. Yeah. You could be one of those. Which is why this visibility thing is so important. And we shouldn't underplay the fact that if we're as passionate about the sport as hopefully we convey, we genuinely believe that the more people that see it will feel similar to how we do about it the one thing we've never been able to do is get enough people to see it there's going to be no excuse this year mm. you are you are not going to be able to avoid the fact that some channel is showing Super League either in its full match form or its highlights form so if we can't trade on the back of that and get more new you know, it's like you were saying how oh, people are going it's like the 1950s and it's going to affect attendances now I got caught up in the Super Bowl last night even though um, you know it was sold out and yeah, because the more you see of something, yeah. the more you hear of something, the more you want to watch. People who watch on TV, involved. like my dad watched the Dewsbury game yesterday on TV. He, he didn't watch it on TV because he didn't want to go to the game. He just 
was never going to go to the game yeah. so he watched it on TV but he might go next week or they lost so he might do it they put up a great yeah. he might no, just he play, but the next time he's got a free weekend and Dewsbury are playing he may yeah. not go and yeah. watch Dewsbury or he might go and watch York because he yeah. was so impressed with the way but you, because you're not going to be very able, able to avoid it you've got to want to be at the ground to create the atmosphere yeah I mean, even on the sportsman yesterday there was what about 4,000 4,500 people watching on there and there was probably about 500 in the stadium which didn't look great because they were viewing an empty stand but you know the audience that you're going to get on the BBC mm. whilst Channel 4 Massive. was great coverage last year I think it is better for the game yeah. if they're going to be on free to air to be on the national broadcaster I think we've also said that it's not just the 15 Super League games it's the fact that you'll be topping and tailing it with the Challenge Cup and the international games as well um, so you actually get a thread throughout the season which is so much easier to sell agreed and, and I think if, if I'm right based on the number of games if you take off the two playoff games it's 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 almost alternate weeks yeah. I'm assuming which it's at which, least one a month which even Channel 4 wasn't yeah. and I, I also think that commercially that opens massive up yeah the the Catalonians, the Dragons, have got a new sponsor on their shirts for games that they play in this country, which is the local wine growers. Mm. Or you know, there's a collective of which Sam Tompkins, Sam Tompkins is, is, say, Sam Tompkins is He is part, yeah. Um, and they they're going to be on the front of the Dragon shirts purely because every game is going to you know I be, a be visible, but some of them are going to be on the BBC, and they you know that kind of publicity is it's massive for for you know corporate followers. So that's going to change. It's all exciting. It's all positive. I, I, I do wonder who, because we talk about making new stars, uh, and you're never quite sure what's going to happen. So in this Castleford versus Wigan game, someone could make a break, make a big tackle, score a hat trick of tries that you don't expect to. They could be the the toast of the uh, the town. Come whatever time more, he finishes more on. More people are going to see Bevan French and Jai Field, and we know how good they are. We're excited by seeing them, but I can imagine that. There will be some people tuning in who are not rugby league followers going, that guy's good, isn't he? I'd yeah. like to see him again. And oh, he's going to be playing in a World Club Challenge in a full state. Oh, I'll watch that. I know we're launching the season in the middle of other things going on in the world of sport, but we're in a blank weekend in that other rugby thing that's going on at the minute. So Is it going it's, it's, it's a nice nice place to be in. I heard there was a game between um, was it England and Wales this week where they wanted to play rugby league because they were both down to 13 men. <laughs> Yeah, but it's all the television match officials fault anyway that's the, uh, that's really? the problem yeah yeah. for again that's well, based we on get bonkers this week we get uh, the bonkers bonk- what, what, what do you call it the red I'll tell you what that was a controversial decision the Scotland the Scotland game if you saw that at the, at the end I was probably locked in a car park or out of a car park <laughs> controversial let's put it that way. did they get it wrong well it was all about what, I don't know what the law is but it, it, it was sort of the, the referee basically went upstairs with I have no try it's held up ball is on the foot can you confirm um, and the video referee or the TMO then started saying, "Well, I've got an angle here. You can see the ball on the ground." And then, and then decided it was going to backtrack and say, "No, I can't see that, and I don't know." And basically, because I don't know, and it's it's not conclusive. That's their word. I think they have to have conclusive evidence to overturn. Posh words in rugby union, uh, and the rugby league's t- term is sufficiency. Now I would say the threshold for sufficiency is lower than the threshold for conclusive. So would you like to be sat in a room in Wilmslow surrounded by nine cameras acting as a video referee this, this week? 
I never really enjoyed the video referee when I had to do it. <laughs> need to get Dorothy it's going to be strange, though. Isn't it? <coughs> uh, but I understand that ref- the video referees are in charge of their own replays, which yes, I think will be will be beneficial. I should speed it up a little bit. Do you think it should do? I, mean, I think if they've got over some of the gremlins that perhaps they had last week, um, then it should do. I mean, it, they have been in charge, and I've been in, I've been involved when we were in charge. I remember when we had the the touch screen on Sky, mm. uh, but that wasn't great because. It, you couldn't actually make a decision on the touch screen because <laughs> the image, because because it was such a big TV, the image actually was pixelated when you were that close to it. So you, you had to turn and look at a HD TV down by the corner if it was such a close decision. But in theory, we were in charge of our own replays, which should make it easier. So you'll have heard video referees on TV sort of saying, oh, can I have that angle? And then they get a different angle. Or can mm-hmm. I have that angle again? And they show them a different angle because it's lined up in the truck. So hopefully that should make it quicker. I think the other thing is you you will have only ever done video refereeing at a ground, or albeit in a truck in the car park. But yeah, I don't is, it gonna to be remember. A, is it going to be any more difficult being divorced? No, I don't think so. I, I quite liked it in COVID when we were in the ground uh, and you could hear the atmosphere and you felt a little bit more part of the game. I think the more remote you are, the just it's just different experience, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You know, um, I, I'm sure they'll just get used to it. Doesn't I don't think it'll make much difference really. Um, it'll certainly be different to being sat in the OB truck when somebody's sort of basically got a bet on sat next to you on that particular result <laughs> and you give a decision against against their bet and it doesn't go down too well. <laughs> At least you won't have that uh, somebody sort of breathing down your neck as to why you've uh, made that decision. I mean, I'm not going to name names, but I'm sure we've all watched the coverage of any sport on TV and you can tell when a commentator has had a bet on or not. Um, <laughs> I'm not like that when I do the greyhound. Always, always back the hair. Always, always wins. Apart when it breaks down, which is a bit of a shame. Uh, Hull versus Hull kicks off the league on Thursday, Friday night. Leeds, twenty thousand people. Twenty thousand. Going to look fantastic. Sound fantastic. Leeds versus Salford. Lee versus Huddersfield. St Helens versus London. All on Friday. Flicking between the channels. So when something boring is happening at Leeds, you can flick over and see if they've got a camera fixed on Derek Beaumont at Lee. I'm presuming Sky, though, by the way, interrupting there, but I'm okay. presuming Sky on Friday will have, whenever there's a try being scored in the other game, will show you that try, do you think? No? Not while, not while no. there's... Um, I think the the logic is, and it, and it makes sense, is if, if they want you to tune into their prime game, what they don't want to now give you is an excuse to, to switch, off. switch out, out oh, of that okay. game and into right. one that's on also one of their Which channels. Which is a lesser, but, but a lesser. Right. I, I think the whole... Just going back to the whole whole KR... Not only is that a great game to start the season, but will we learn anything from those two teams? Because I think Hulkett are a potential bolters this season. They're, 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 they had a great year last year, but I, you know, I think there is the potential with who they've signed and, and the clear determination of the club to keep moving in a certain direction that we need to include them as certainly potential top four finishers this year. Hull, I think the jury's still out on another rebuild. Under and you know, one of the results you know last year was a, was a heavy defeat at Hull by Hull KR. Mm. Um, was it the the year before that Hull KR won the last game of the season with only naming sixteen men at Hull as well? Mm. 
Will we read too much into that result? What of course we will, because we'll have articles on Friday morning saying five conclusions from well, OFC versus Hull. Yeah, or should we expect Hull yeah. to win this game and Hull well, need a bit more time to gel there? A Warrington, the cautionary note from last year, they won, what was it, eight on the Powers? So, you know, eight, that's eight games in. So, one game in, there's, there's not much you can read on one game in, but I don't know. I'm not, will I, it tell us anything? Well, it's going to tell us something, isn't it? Who's the best team in Hull? <laughs> um, this week? Yeah, I, I would have thought you'd fancy Hull KR because, yes, you know they're, they're probably a more settled squad. They've had some. I think they've got some good additions. Yeah, they've lost one or two players. Abdul being one of them probably is a loss. I think. I think but, my choice. Yeah, um, but I, 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 I'm with you. I think they seem to be building. Whether they can match what they did last year because ultimately they got to one of the two major finals and yes they and, lost and the playoffs and the and the playoffs so that that's a tall order to try and match when well, you've I, only got a 14 playoff yeah I think they will I think mm. they will match but I'm, I'm just saying if, if Hull could win that would we reevaluate? um well, of course you will, because that's what happens. And then the week after, they'll lose. No, we're going to film a podcast next week. We're going to find something to talk about. Well, I, don't, I, I, I will be surprised to see Hull win that game. Yeah. I would be surprised. But, but if, should if, Hull if, fans if... go there with... Because it, you know it's a goldfish bowl. You, you know, you know you've refereed it. What they'll want to see, what they'll want to see, though, they'll want to see effort, and yeah. they'll want to see 80-minute performance. That doesn't mean that they need to necessarily win. Now, clearly, they'd want them to see them to win, but some of the problems that we've had are they've, they've had... Uh, as Hull is that, that they perform maybe well for 40 minutes and then and then and fallen at away st- at this stage of the season they do tend to be quite fast starters yeah and I, I didn't see any of that game was it last week the week before when they played Wigan and I don't know what team they played but I think they, they played for 40 minutes half, yeah. and then they didn't in the second so I think I think if you're a Hull FC fan I think if you go along and they don't get the win yeah not ideal but if they if they put in a decent enough performance it will be encouraging before I upset Hull KR fans, uh, Carson's been on. He can't handle all this positivity. No, we don't know what to do with it. Well, maybe, co- maybe you can tell us something about this brewery. What, yeah. What, what are ABK like? <laughs> Have you subscribed to Super League Plus? Uh, any comments on the new Hull FC mascot? Squidris Elba, great name. Uh, they are plumbing the depths. Uh-huh. Rather's the radiator. He, he sent them a very rude uh, text saying, don't you dare call after me. Um, it's great. How can you not like it? It's got people talking, hasn't it? So, well, there was even, I mean, James Clark, the CEO of Hull, was on Talk Sport for 15 minutes about talking about the naming of a mascot. And again, that's how you get people mm. into it. You know, if he'd gone on and talked about the prospects for his team this year and how not many season tickets they've sold, that's interesting to us. But, you know, and I'm not being funny. I, the I, national audience is not going to. Well, I don't know if they've still got the early bird, but I mean. Like you, probably still. What is it? I mean, it, it's named after Early Street. I know that. Play, I, know, I, I know but that. Like, but it doesn't like, mean anything. You go along, you're like, why, why have they got a bird? Yeah. Fully in favour. Said it on the broadcast before. Said it for years. Wakefield should have a giant ship walking around the pitch because we are the dreadnoughts, and that's what Sh- we. Should did you be. say ship? Ship. I've seen nothing. No, no, no. Um, Whole KR. Yeah. So. No, what's going to do? They're going to do well. That's all so Leeds, Salford, who you who you who you fancy? I mean, I'm, I'm I wouldn't underestimate. I wouldn't underestimate what Paul Rowley can do with limited resources, but I do think that um, the spine that Leeds have got this year will will start to kick in quite. Salford's quickly. spine from last year, half of it. Salford. Third favourites by the bookies, aren't they? Yeah, Leeds. But what yeah. are they done? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I but mean, they I, need to get off to a good start. I think when you look at, yeah. I, I, think so we look at I don't Salford's think it's going to be a runaway game, no. I, but I do think 
Leeds want to make a statement with this again like Castleford this collective apparently is now much uh, deeper than it was last year and everybody's bought in I, I do think mm. people like Paul Momorowski who's gone under the radar is a fantastic sign probably yeah, get injured and 15 to 2 leads, 10 to 1 Catalans. I I actually think Salford might surprise one or two people across the season. It's just the squad, then. Yeah, no, when, but when they're, they're only starting year. with 20 foot, but they're only starting with 20 yeah, no, I, I, I And already that's down to at least 23 because Ethan Ryan isn't playing, and 22 because King Vuni AR was suspended, so yeah. although there's an appeal. But, but like you suddenly get to the point during the season where you can't keep putting that load on the same. Effectively, but a, uh, in terms of pressure, I would think the, the the if there's going to be pressure on a team, if they don't perform well over the first few, few weeks, it would be Leeds. Yeah, haven't we all missed going to the RFL website on a Monday to find out who's been banned? Might be back next week. Um, Carsten says before I just go back to um, KR for a second. Uh, I subscribe to Simply Plus, and all my screens make sense now. I don't like ABK. Ian says I get the naught bit in Dreadnought. No, no, that's Newcastle this week. <laughs> So, we, we mentioned Leeds there, Boynton, all these other clubs. Willie Peters, doing a very good job at Hull Canal last year. Mm -hmm. One of these bigger clubs, should things fall apart for them, they're going to be on the phone to, I don't know why I'm knocking, on the phone to Neil Hudgel saying, sorry you're on the telly, Neil, can we, can we have your coach? I can see Willie Peters going back to the NRL oh. if he achieves a yeah. similar level of, or greater level of success. What I can see, if it doesn't go well for... Paul Rowley is him saying I don't see why my reputation as a great coach should be tarnished because you're selling all my best players I understand why you're doing it mm. if I was at a club a big club that needed to change my coach he, I'd be a pro I, I, I don't want any coach to lose their job I don't want any club to be undermined by having their coach Poached. I mean, we're going early, aren't we? I'm talking about. You oh, know, yeah. You, no, no. But no, I'm no, just saying, I think. Well, we're talking about. You're right. You're right. What we're talking about. He, he, he is, he is a fantastic coach yeah. who may well say, I can't keep, you know, threading together a squad because I'm going to have my best players sold from underneath me. If, say, a bigger club, whatever that means in terms of resource or, or um, fan base or whatever, dispensed with their coach, he'd be the one that I would be seeing. Yeah, Are you right. available? That's all I'm saying. I, I think there's a number of clubs, by the way, in the competition which you could make an argument where there, there may be players, team, whatever you want to call it, a coach under pressure if they don't start. Yeah, if absolutely. they don't start. Well, Hudders, well, Huddersfield because Huddersfield, Huddersfield obviously didn't have a good year last year. Um, I mean, so. St Helens, in some ways, that there are there are sections of their crowd that still think Paul Wellens needs to prove. Himself, I mean, that's ludicrous. Which is nonsense. Ludicrous, isn't it? Absolute nonsense. But that's the world we live in, isn't know, it? That's, if, if they don't beat London by. We say, well, they've got X number not of got a great record against London in Super League, have they? And, and of all the teams that have absolutely nothing to lose this weekend, yeah. London are going to to play a fixture where they they would be expected to what concede fifty. I just I hope for the competition. I'm not saying that, they're going to win. Yeah, I just hope for the competition. London don't become whipping boys. Um, I have to say, you interviewed Mike Eccles, and I had a chat with him as well at the launch. He's a very impressive guy. Mm. Yeah, clearly, and and, and 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 what they did, you know, second half of, of last season was remarkable, really. And you, you kind of hope that they've got a similar plan this year that they can make some signings during the season to to bolster the squad. Because when does the French season end? I just don't. Yeah, I just don't think that's that squad's not. It's just not good enough to compete. And they've got is it four injuries yeah. already? Yeah, and I just as I say, I just for the benefit of the competition. It doesn't help the competition if you've got one particular team uh, when it's almost a gimme. 
I'll have to get a Joel Wrench with someone. So sort of an amateur team, maybe, I don't know. Uh, what's the other game on Friday? Uh, Lee and Huddersfield. Lee and Huddersfield, yeah. So, but Lee, are, are they going to have second seasons? They've won the Challenge Cup. They've had the big civic reception with Wigan, all the trophies there. What's I think, to Lee I think it's a similar story to Hull Carter, in a way. Um, I, it's a tough ask to repeat what they did last year, isn't mm. it? And go again. But a relatively steady, uh, settled squad. See, they had the Lost small squad last year, didn't they? Lost John Beller in the halves, didn't they? But they brought, brought in Matt Mullen, Matt Mullen, who was an upgrade. Yeah. Um, I'm erring on the side of second season syndrome. Yeah, I'm not but, sure. You know, I, I think when, when, they, when they beat Huddersfield uh, convincingly, 54, then come back yeah, to us next week and say, yeah. as we suspected, you don't know what you're talking about. Mm. Cash Wigan we've spoken about and, and that, that's going to be an interesting game Wigan of course who not only going for the World Club Challenge in uh, the Men's Rugby League but also the, the European Championship in the Wheelchair Rugby League which is now now it's kind of snuck out there that it's going to happen officially at Robin Park uh, playing the Catalan Dragons in that so that's going to be a fascinating game coming up in a bit uh, look out for details on that one um, and early April early April good luck Wigan because you know we don't like the French <laughs> uh, speaking of well they're not French are they they're Catalan so it's okay uh, Catalan oh, oh no I've confused myself now because they're Catalans as well Catalan Dragons versus Warrington Wolves it, it's I can't wait it's all about Sam Burgess it's all about Sam Burgess everything's about Sam Burgess I just think that if you're talking narratives and storylines here's how these media days work so you turn up and there's all the people there they've got the booths and you go and speak to whoever you want whoever you've asked to speak to Sam Burgess everyone wants to speak to Sam Burgess because he's, he's famous he's off the telly won the grand final and everything so he gets everyone downstairs to speak to him in a in a circle well I didn't ask to speak to Sam Burgess because everyone's going to speak to Sam Burgess what am I going to ask Sam Burgess oh Sam what's he like being in Warrington so <laughs> have you met Luke Little while, while he was downstairs asking everyone else questions I went back upstairs to see him was strangling around and no because all the journalists were downstairs at that point so and get the aubergine, aubergine sandwiches so what you're saying is those that you interviewed that you put out on the podcast were the cast offs no, they're the people I actually <laughs> wanted to speak to. I've got nothing to say to Sam Burgess. Yeah, because I think it might all collapse in on itself. The thing is, because it, it, it's all got the potential. I just don't know what what Warrington well, are going to do this year. We don't know what, what are they going to be. Warrington have got virtually the virtually the same squad. Not not exactly. They've got a couple of similar, them. isn't it? But whatever issues there were at Warrington were more about the players than the coach. So changing the coach is going to be very interesting to see how that changes the players. Was it though? I don't know. Was it? How, yeah. how does it unravel? How does it unravel? It's still an unanswered question. Really, how you go winning eight games on the bounce to then do what they did? Well, it did help that they had a player get banned. One of their star players get banned twice for being an idiot, mm. and, and the club stood by. Yeah, him but for he a could long have been injured. So you know, the, I I just think that. But I think that said something about the way the club was. Yeah, be interesting to look at their opening fixtures. Actually, I don't know what their opening fixtures are, but um, surely there must be the pull-out guide in the paper. Catalan away is never an easy game, is no. it? You but know. then this is a different Catalan, isn't it? It because, is because um, they've virtually lost a spine and have oh, again know. tried to rebuild it. Yeah, uh, they, they more than anything they've lost experience. So you know you don't you don't you don't dispense with Sam Tompkins and Mitchell Pearce without that having an effect on your leadership group. Mm. So okay. how they're going to go will be really interesting. They're, they're going to have to play. And, and Steve McNamara, who was, at, again, great at the launch, um, is saying they'll play in a different style. It'll be faster. Well, that'll be that'd be great to see. But if Warrington win, is Sam the answer? If Warrington lose, is Sam the answer? You just won't know but a it, game. Of course you won't. Are you ready? Dragons away. All FC at home. 
Ooh, that could be interesting. Castleford at home in the Dalpal Derby. Hulkar away. Mm. And then London away. So that's their first it's five. It's not the worst and then start. The, and then they've got Catalans no, again. They've but got... it's, not, it's not the worst start they could have had. Mm. Hull at home is their first home fixture, yeah. as you say. Yeah. Uh, so you would fancy them to get something out of that, but again, yeah, we, and London and against London, Holly just so unpredictable. It, it's it's we don't know what Sam Burgess teams are going to. Well, he said that on stage, and he didn't know what they were going to play like. I'm mm-hmm. sure, of course, he knows what they're going to play, but we don't know what they're going to play like. We don't know how the players are going to react to him. We, we know, know we know he's a superstar. We player. know that somebody like Josh Drinkwater has got to be better this year if George Williams is going to be better, and if George Williams is going to be better, the team is going to be better, but. How Sam gets that out of him? This should this sh- this should be if not top four, they should be knocking on that door, though, shouldn't yeah. they? You know, with the team they've got, I think this they should be capable of, of doing it. But but they got in, they got in the top six just last year, but it didn't hide anything from no. the issues so, that. There's one of a number of teams though that are, I mean I I can't even remember whether we've got a top four or a top six playoff these days. Um, <laughs> We've chopped like the players in the Super Bowl, they didn't know the rules. Well, we've chopped that, we we've chopped and changed that many times over the years. I can't remember. Um, there's a lot of teams though in that bracket of uh, will they make like the top four or mm. will they be in sort of like the halfway? I think when all the predictions are seen and everybody's done them and some are out already, everybody's going to have Wigan and Saints at the top. Yeah, everybody's going to so. have London and Casper at the bottom. Yeah. Everyone else in between mm. will be wherever a particular pundit thinks they should be and nobody will be right and nobody will be wrong at the start of the season mm. which is which is great I know every argument is uh, you have your own theory on things and then you disprove it the week after while you're arguing against your own theories Sam Burgess the players are going to play for him because he was this great player and legendary figure and blah 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 he's but, a natural leader so how can Wigan have won the Challenge Cup and then the Grand Final under a bloke who never played yeah, well, it just shows it's a load of nonsense. <laughs> and, and that's the end of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, it doesn't. It's sometimes it's not about that narrative, no, is it? It's no. about what goes on behind the scenes yeah. and all the little things, isn't it? And, and, that and also, we frankly don't see. And there isn't make just story a up. head coach. There's a coaching staff. Yeah. So as important as Sam Burgess is going to be to head the thing up, Martin Gleeson is going to be quite important mm. in how they're going to play and the attacking style and you know, um, you know whoever else is on the S&C side is going to be important in getting the players prepared to play the style that mm. so yeah, we'll, yeah. It, it's never just one person but Sam will be from, what, what we do know is that on news outlets that aren't just rugby league ones whatever Warrington do in their first game it's going to be on there so mm. it'll be on the, probably the BBC news is it 10 on a Saturday I don't know what time they have their news yeah. pre-match of the day anyway after casualty yeah. and and obviously on the Radio 5 sports bulletins and the talk sport bulletins they're going to be focusing on Sam Burgess's first game that can only be good for the sport would you ever have imagined a commercial radio deal for women's Super League how did that happen it's brilliant 40 games a season Courtney Winfield Hill on the uh, coaching uh, on the commentating staff for talk sport brilliant and a two year deal so it's not sort of sneaked in as the as the season's kicked off oh yes we're still doing it it's see we've still got that to launch we've still got the wheelchair super league to launch mm. or the green super league and the purple super league as they're, as they're officially known uh, not our colours they're the colours of super league uh, 1895 cup Hunslet proper Hunslet take on Batley that's what they should call themselves actual Hunslet <laughs> real Hunslet new Hunslet Real Hunslet what's it the other Hunslet should be new Hunslet <laughs> yeah. because they're new. 
Uh, Rayal Hunslet versus Batley Bulldogs. Keith Lee Cougars versus Bradford Bulls. Midlands Hurricanes versus Sheffield Eagles. Newcastle Thunder versus Wakefield Trinity. Brackets and Featherson. Some people still call them Gateshead, which is good. North Wales Crusaders versus Widnes. Uh, Oldman versus Rochdale. That's all. And Workington versus Whitehaven as we find out who will be in the final eight of the 1895 Cup. Um, I will be very disappointed if Wakefield does score 100. I will be very disappointed. I mean, what kind of team do you put out for a game like that? Because it's been a... It's, it, if you're Daryl Powell, you've had the game against York, which is the toughest of your first four fixtures because then you've got an amateur team in the Cup. You've got Newcastle, who are a group of players thrown together because they were starting so late. Then you've got another amateur team in the Cup. It's it's a strange one. I, I would be giving my fringe players. Away. I just think the game those games allow you to rotate your yeah. squad a little bit and and test out different combinations in a competitive in, environment and and you sort of make your squad aware of that that you know you're almost yeah, pe- you're playing for your place when when that's that's not trying to you know no. put you know put the opposition down but let's be honest you know that they, they should any no matter what team they should put out they should be winning those games so. Messalino might be banned anyway because he got sent off against Sill. Unless, the, how do the bands work in the change? Is it the week after still, or is that? It should, we should hear probably, yeah. We should hear tonight it, or tomorrow. I would imagine that wouldn't apply this week. It'd be like the championship, wouldn't it? Is there anything else I have missed, or we have missed, that has happened this weekend that we need to talk about? So, which about? games are you going to? Are you, obviously, you're going to Leeds. Are you going to any more? Um. Undecided at the moment. You will have been to more games between you by the end of the weekend than I have because I'm going to watch it all on telly because I've got to write about it. I, could, I can get a head start oh, on yeah. next month's column to write about it. I forgot I was going to a game. Otherwise, I can't just keep writing about yeah. gladiators. Can't thought, how do you? Uh, what game am I going to? Oh yeah, Keekley. Because yeah. <laughs> you mentioned it earlier. Yeah. <laughs> I think you mentioned it last week. Yeah, so that might be four games I might watch this weekend. <laughs> Stephen's not going to be very happy. But no, I'm, I'm going to watch it all on the telly because I'm working on Sunday anyway, so I can't go and watch yeah, it. Warmer on the telly, I think. He will be, and, and again, there you go. You've got seven fixtures on Sunday. None of them broadcast anywhere. No clubs are streaming. There's no sportsman's coverage of this. Why? Why aren't clubs doing mm. anything? Just going back, you mentioned um, on BBC Radio Leeds yesterday that you featured on. What was the date of Super League when it first started? When it was some date in March. March 31st. March 31st. 1996. I mean, it's in, it's that's almost insane, really, when you think that we're kicking off what mid mid February, I mean, which is actually a little bit late now. Thirty first was the Sunday, so I think we'd kicked off in Paris like maybe the yeah. 29th or but, but but this, that weekend was the weekend of the third. This season is actually a little bit late. Mid mid February, we've kicked off the very end of January, haven't we? How um, much Stones branded gear did you get ahead of the first Super League season? Did you get like a Stones power bank and lanyard? Might might got a coat. A coat, not free beer. It's a bit disappointing, isn't it? I don't remember. If anyone likes to supply us with coats, by the way. Um, so the daffodils would have been out. But it makes sense because the summer, the, clock, the clocks have gone forward, yeah. haven't they? So it's lighter, mm. which is what summer Super League is. How many games do we have in that season? It was a strange season because we'd had the winter season, <laughs> the nineteen which had just finished, and then we yeah, went into the new season. Yeah. So. yeah. Uh, unless, is there anything else? Is that is that it? Is that I just it? think we're, we're, we're just positive. We're, we're genuinely happy, we're happy, giddy. excited. Yeah, looking forward to looking forward to it. So you know, every base is covered. So next week, people have been to games. People who just watch it on the telly because the vast majority of people who watch rugby league on the weekend will be watching it on telly, regardless of where they are. Um, something new coming up on the channel either tomorrow night or Wednesday. So keep your eyes out for that one. Uh, we're not playing that fantasy card game because. 
I'm not spending a thousand pounds on buying. It's um, we're not doing predictions, are we? In no. the traditional sense. No, but if if you like fantasy sports, then there you go. There's a clue as to what's coming up on the channel, possibly tomorrow, depending on how I'm working out. Rules me. No but idea what you're on about. Fantasy, <laughs> fantasy Super League's back, so I've got a, an expert on it to to talk about it. Brilliant! So it's going to help you choose a team for it. Yeah, yeah. Because obviously, he, I've got no idea of anyone well, in Super League. Is he a well-known character? He's been on the podcast before, but <laughs> that's about it. Um, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, thanks for watching, and uh, we, we will be back next Monday. I don't talking know about real rugby. Talking about actual rugby. And, uh, Mind you, we've done 80 minutes. Oh, no. Before the rugby's even started. I didn't even have a guest well, on this week. I hope the moustache has disguised it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just went down well on, on YouTube last week, so if you'd like to leave any comments about James's <laughs> Edwardians, yeah. please, please do. Please do, sir. Sports Social Podcast Network.